What up, what up, party people? How you living? How you doing? It is a fantastic day out here in Santa Monica, California. And as always, it is a damn good day to have a damn good day. Before we dive into episode 48, let me tell you about a current podcast I'm into. I've recently been binging the podcast called Angel. Angel is by Jason Calacanis, who basically interviews the greatest investors on earth. I have jumped headfirst into learning about venture capital. I just can't get enough of the content. And podcasts, as always, that's why you guys are here, is such a valuable way to get gain tons of insight while you're on the go, while you're on the move. And if you're new to the podcast, our mission here is twofold. To educate aspiring entrepreneurs by dissecting the come up stories of incredible humans, by extracting the golden nuggets that you can apply now to better your life. And second, to have all my friends that are making moves, to meet my other friends that are making moves, to create one giant community of extraordinary people. Today we are joined by one of UFC's most up and coming all-stars in the game, Andre Yule. Andre has a pro MMA record of 15 wins, five losses. He is currently two and one in his professional UFC career and is coming off a huge W in the main card at UFC 232. I first learned about Andre through my good friend Matt Dodge who is the owner of Dodge Sports, one of the most up-and-coming UFC agencies in the game. I remember speaking with Matt on the phone and he called me up and was telling me about this fighter named Andre and he just kept talking about how amazing this guy was, just his character, his personality, and just so how grateful of a human being he was. And that really caught my attention so I started following him on Instagram at D-A-I-I-42. And man, he just practices what he preaches. He's always has a positive attitude and he just has this freaking aura about him where he's just all about being positive, making moves, and just pointing towards the goal. And let me tell you, Andre's story is no joke. I mean, this dude truly hit rock bottom. And when I'm talking about rock bottom, you guys are going to hear all about it. The man was freaking down. And he talks about how he rose up from the ashes. It made him who he is today. I mean, he really is a fighter to the core, who he fights for, why he does it. I mean, his story is so inspiring. I can't wait to jump into it. In this episode, we discuss challenges both mentally and physically that fighters face. What goes into the preparation process before a fight of this magnitude? How to take a punch and still smile. And so much more about the intricacies of what makes a fighter a fighter. As always, all of our episodes are featured on YouTube. You can check out the stream. And if you enjoy this podcast, we ask you to like, comment, and share the good vibe. On this podcast, we're all about people making moves. And Andre, the definition of it. So without further ado, let's jump into it. We're live Love it. with Mr. Andre Yule. Oh, I'm so stoked to see you, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. I was just telling these guys before, it's been such a blast watching your journey and following you because we originally met through uh, Matt Dodge. Fact. You're working with Dodge Sports. Shout yeah, out. Shout and, out to uh, Dodge. It has been so much fun just seeing the journey and seeing how far you've come. I mean, two and one now in the UFC fantastic coming off a fan like phenomenal win we were watching it yesterday you got hands dude see look they call me you know the dragon fist because i got him i'm just saying these hands i got them (laughs) you're so quick you're so quick you're like one two three see that's like all bruce lee i give him Giving them full credit. Have you always been quick? Like when you were younger? Like did you crush it in dodgeball? Were you just like a quick, quick dude? See, dodgeball, actually I was actually great. I was really great at dodgeball. Um, not tether. Not the tether ball. I don't know if you know that one, that game. I sucked at that one. 
Yeah, that, yeah, that really game was trash. confusing because like the tallest kid would always win tetherball. It, it really was. It was, it such, really a, was. It was such an unfair <laughs> advantage. Yeah, I was truly trash at that one. But dodgeball, I was the man. That's crazy. Yeah. Have you been fighting your whole life? Like when you were younger? When did you first like officially consider yourself mentally a fighter? Truly, mentally a fighter. Uh, I can go ahead and say like tenth grade. Tenth grade. Tenth grade. Uh, it came down to this moment. Uh, I just ended up realizing like I'm I'm fighting. Like, you know, and it came down to my mom ended up telling me like, hey, I think you should fight. And I looked at her and I was like, no, nah, I'm pretty well. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm one of those cute kids. I can't do it. I'm light skinned. You know, I had like, a, I don't know if anybody remember like the shoelace, like uh, pushing the hair back because I had like really like long curly hair. So I was like, no, nah, I'm all right. Like, you know, but I always end up finding myself in a lot of fights. Like, you know, every time we moved, the bully always found me. You know, or that somehow found my brother and I got to defend my brother, you know, or you say something about my mama, it's, we got to go, like, you know, but um, I was in there and I was in there, but uh, set at the age of seven slash eight, I was in boxing in Taekwondo or correction, wrestling in Taekwondo. And that ended up turning into a lot more wrestling. And then it was like i promise you i was putting a lot of kids in headlocks oh (laughs) like i promise you that was old school headlock move that was like one of my favorite ones you know but i found myself always fighting the bully and popping him in a headlock you know so that's how it always happened you mentioned you had a brother you have one brother uh actually big family got like 11 oh damn are you guys close um yeah we are definitely close or at least the the lower half, I got like two extra older ones, but we have not met yet. So it's like a, a future the thing. The Andre Yule family reunion yeah, coming you know, to we got to find them, you know. So we got to end up doing that. And definitely, like how you said, the reunion. Oh, we got to catch it. That's the best. <laughs> I always am so jealous of families that are like super close and have these huge reunion parties. Like one day when the future Len Jones family, <laughs> we got to get some reunions going on. Uh, and it's actually kind of funny because... Uh, like uh, on my my pop side, uh, he has the we'll call it the Browns, Januarys, and Yules. We we'll all like come together like once a year. I didn't didn't end up making this one uh, this year, but the last two years, it's kind of interesting because like everybody has like their only like little problems, and they end up bringing it there at that table that day. Because uh, we have like a or we have a cousin. Or I have a cousin that's um, in the NBA right now. He just got traded. Uh, he went from Milwaukee to Detroit. What's his name? Uh, Tony Snell. You know, um, went to school with Kawhi Leonard and everything. They played well on the same team and everything. So, like, majority of the family reunions is kind of like weird there. And it's like everybody to watch them. And then they got me because it's like I'm the one that's coming up. You know, and they know that we're like, oh, like we got two superstars in the family. You know, it's our generation, like, and our family, because like our family is very talented, and majority of them is like basketball players. Like, you know, like all of them hit over like the six feet um, era, and then it's got me. Like, I'm like the borderline. Like, my little brother's taller than me, and I was like, come on now, you know. But in my eyes, it's like he played the whole basketball gene. He was in the basketball longer than me, and then time that I got there, it's like, don't get me wrong, I was good. I was really good. I was averaging points, you know. Um, so spe- ba- basketball is like the cornerstone of the family. Now you're coming in hot in a whole different world. A whole different world. That's and, exciting. Yeah. And that's how I look at it. And, you know, um, like my pops, uh, he was uh, into football. And, you know, he was really, really tough on us uh, growing up. Um, 
wanted us to be great. I get it. You know, when you get older, you start to understand it. Right. But when you're young, it's like you don't you don't get that. You don't understand that. It's like, hey, where's the real love at? You know, but when you get older, it's OK. This is what you wanted because, you know, you you didn't have as much and you wanted us to have everything. So that's apparent. And I get it. Um, but rough. So my eyes fighting was always the the go to. So you're going through, that's in high school, you're starting fighting. You said 10th grade is when you really consider yourself a fighter. Did you go to school? Did you go to college? I did some college. And the funny moment about that, as soon as I ended up uh, graduating um, high school, and like this is like a a true story, graduated, before I ended up graduating, I was in track team, fast, all right? I ended up getting a full ride to UCLA. Damn. I couldn't go to the UCLA or to the school slash college um, because I didn't take my SAT. And the funny moment about it is um, I ended up getting transferred from Ramona to a continuation from a continuation to Arlington High School, all right? And when I got there, and this was in my 11th grade year, like the end of the last semester, 11th grade year, um, the counselor, literally goes and states this to my mom and me like yeah he don't need to take the sat he's not gonna go nowhere like literally stated i'm not gonna go nowhere like the best he'll probably get is a community college that is it you know um not knowing that my gpa at that time was about a about a two points 2.4 2.5 and and I didn't, like I ended up understanding why the counselor said it. So he was holding you back, though. He it was holding not- me back, but in my mind, it's like he might, you know, he is right. Like I did have a messed up ninth and tenth grade year. I couldn't pass geometry for nothing. Right. When right. I tell you, I could not pass geometry. <laughs> I could not pass geometry. Right. But I was a genius at anything else. You put me in algebra, like you know, like acing it, business math. Like I was so good with like numbers that. I did not do no homework and I just came in. I literally did not go to class I or the morning class. It was like a first period, yeah, zero naturally period. Gifted. Naturally gifted, walked in, take the test, walk out. Now I was acing the test. It was business math. So I was acing them. Ace. I <laughs> was walking out, you know, and it was like one of those tensions is really bad. Like, you know, he doesn't do no homework, but I ended up getting a B because of my gir- or my uh, my testing. Right, right. You know, so. And so, was, so you had a full ride and you couldn't go because of that? Uh, couldn't go because I did not take the SAT. My track uh, coach literally went back to the counselor. He didn't like him in the first place. Right. And. When I say he started cussing him out, he was cussing this man out. He oh, was going damn. in on him. and But it was one of those things ain't nothing you can do because I ended up ending my whole uh, my school year with a 3.3. Nice. And, you know, and started uh, before the before whole thing with me getting to community college or not community college, but uh, the, the little transfer school that I was at like a one point something. Right. I raised it to a 2.4. And then someone said I wasn't going to be able to do anything and make it or go anywhere further. I got it to a 3.3. And then I had a full ride. And then I went to Riverside Community College. But before I went there, I was getting re- I was working at Vons. I wasn't even thinking about going to school. So you're proving people wrong your whole life. Oh, whole, whole time. And I was like, in Vons, I was probably the only job I ever go back to. So if anybody ever sees me at Vons, just know that I'm very happy. Do you feel like that kind of like you have a chip on your shoulder to prove just from like all these experiences early on? As of right now, nah. Because it's, you know, everybody knows like uh, the best revenge is you can go ahead and say progress. 
Amen. Yeah. And I definitely made all the progress in the world. Do you think that's one of those moments that you look back on and you're almost happy that that course played out so that you could end up where you are now? To say if you maybe went to college, you'd be in a different position doing something totally different than what you're, where you are at now. Ah, truly believe that. Because like, I felt like if I did do the whole college thing, there's that 50-50 chance as in it way. What if I ended up getting hurt with my legs? Like, you know, right. pull, a, pull a muscle. And I'm like very stubborn when it comes to like stretching. I don't like stretching. And I know like a lot of people yell at me for it. I really suck at it, man. Like, you know, like uh, if you place me in like in a yoga mat, like I'll be the one that's like really in there, like sweating, dying in pain, crying, probably complaining the whole time, you know. But you end up understanding where you didn't have stuff. Like I, like I stated, like from that situation of of them like saying no, or we're not going to help you, or we, we're not going to do this or do something. Because I was very outspoken. And I, and I know it's like a... Well, you're, like, you are. You're a loud person. Yeah. You, you say how it is. <laughs> like, like I, I promise you, it's like, if it's on my mind, I'm telling you. If I feel like it's wrong, I'm telling you. And the situation where it kind of like, I always bumped heads with a lot of coaches because when I see something wrong, I'm saying something. If they're treating something or treating somebody wrong, I'm going to say something, you know? And... They were calling me like the, cause I, like I was really good at football. I promise you, I was really good at football. And, uh, I was like the Terrell Owens on the team. Oh, damn. Like, you know, like, cause you know, like, uh, when I went to Arlington, they had favorites. And we gotta remember this. Like, I worked my butt off to be that guy. Like, you know, like when I was at Ramona, uh, before I ended up like getting kicked out of the whole school and everything, I was getting ready to start. I was, the fastest dude in Riverside. I was that whole, I was the guy like, you know, this is guy, this guy. And it wasn't no like jockey stuff. I was not on that jockey. It was just one of those. I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, you know, mm. uh, cause I like right now there's a, my boy named Chris Camacho and he has a twin brother named Dario Camacho. Uh, Chris Camacho is a trainer for, or, or a personal trainer for, um, Cormier. All right. DC, like literally his personal trainer, you know, whole thing. That's my, Basically, like, we're, like, family. That's my best, like, one of my good best friends, like, you know, him and his brother. Uh, they kind of, like, took me under the, their wing because the, and like, why they definitely took me under their wing because me and them bumped heads, right? Because they were the jocks, the, the, the that school. That was back in school? Oh, yeah, this is back in school. This is ninth slash 10th grade going on. And um, and this is where I end up figuring out, like, I'm good at basketball. Like, you know, like yeah, the basketball yeah, yeah. kicked in and I was really great at um, football. I can run. I can do it. You know, I can do the whole thing. And I bumped heads with those two. And it got to that moment that my pops ended up knowing their dad. And then it just kind of like broke that little animosity between us two, you know. And it was like, all right, you guys are going to be like brothers now and Ever since then, we've just been training. Like, they took me under their wing, like, kind of watching over me and everything. Right. You know, kind of, like, guided me in the right direction. And it's like, all right, cool. Teamed up like the Avengers. Oh, just like the oh, Avengers, the you Avengers. know? What's your favorite Avenger? Man, I'm not going to lie. I don't like, or it was to the moment that it was uh, the Hulk and then that last movie broke my heart. I I don't I haven't seen Man. it yet. I, uh, so I don't want to break. I, I don't want to break. I don't want to break. I don't wanna spoil it. But it broke my heart. So I'll just know that Hulk. I'm not a fan of Hulk no more. Okay. Man. So I'm gonna have to go with right now Spider Man. It was Blade, but they don't have him in there, so it can't be Blade. And I'm trying to be the new Blade, oh. but they got a whole new new guy to be playing Blade. They said I'm too light. 
skin. So <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's got to hurt. But, and, you know, it's too light skinned and too small, I guess, you know. But, hey, next, next, you know, the next generation, I'm going to tell them that they need to change that. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, Andre, your, your story is like one of just like you're athletic your whole life. You're playing multiple sports. You're training. You're in top shape. I mean, you had a track career. You're playing football. Like you're doing it all. What, where did you end? Like, so basically before this whole UFC journey, you went through some pretty tough times. Yes. Can you talk about that time when I, I believe you were homeless? And like, oh. How did that happen? Like, wh- how did you end up in that situation? Well, truth be told, uh, well, kind of had to end up taking it where the whole drama of the court, because uh, I literally like walked away from the whole fight and th- fighting and everything, you know, uh, this is where my son was born and everything, you know. Um, How old were you? Uh, this is literally six years ago. Six years. All right. So it's 2000 and. So you're like 24. Yeah. Nah. 25. 25. 25. See, now look, got me over adding up and making me feel old right now. (laughs) Nah, uh, but yeah, so it was like 2013, the whole like drama, if you can go ahead and um, state it. Uh, literally walked away from fighting because I was doing boxing first, you know, uh, moved away from that. The fact is in want to be a father, whole nine. So that's what, that's where we're starting off. Uh, basically, uh, my son's mother walked away or we broke up. Um, and I can like literally dig into that where the rights and wrongs are, but we broke up going to court. Um, and how that ended up ending was, was favoritism. And it kind of was like where I lived, how the judges kind of looked at it was, you know, you live in a poor side. Like anybody from basically like Corona and out, you're not, you're not, uh, you know, up the class. Well, you can go ahead and say it. And then and I can go ahead and say this is like colored thing, but I, I'm not that type. I don't like to be that guy, you know, especially since I'm like raised around all around type thing. Like my right. stepmom, different, my, uh, um, older brother's mom, Mexican, uh, and, and you can kind of, you got literally kind of go around it where I am around everything where I cannot be that guy to say, Hey, I don't like somebody or Hey, I can't. Cause if, if I do that, I go back home to the people I'm saying I don't like. And it's like, it's on rude, you know, but you end up understanding who likes you and who doesn't like you, who doesn't really get along with certain people or not certain people. So now it comes down to, are you around are able to be around them? You know, and me, I'm the type of guy that don't mind because I end up understanding like my mom ends up like beating it in me, not literally beating me, but like, you know, like beating it into me where, you know, you just forgive people. Like, you know, you move on, you kind of let things go. And this is where I never talked down about my, my son's mother, even when she did what she done and mm-hmm. continued and, you know, yeah, people pushing are me human out. and things happen and life yeah. goes on and. But that's that's a crazy experience to go through at 25 years old. Like, oh, and it broke me. I mean, must have. That's that would break anyone, man. Yeah. That's crazy. And I'm not gonna lie. It was I was thinking of like dark times. Just think dark. Real dark. Yeah, real, 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 dark. real dark. Um, and away. Did you from have it. any support during that time? Was family helping? Uh, my my family was helping me, but they can. It's only certain or only so much they can do. Yeah. You know, because it's like. You know, because uh, me, I, you know, at the time, balanced like a lot of whole faith thing and everything. Mm-hmm. And my son was my faith, you know. Right. Um, and for them to just rip it and take it away from me, you know, 
it that burned deep. it burned you think about that to this day like every day uh, you remember that feeling and yeah you know, i mean it, there's a lot of people that have probably been in a similar situation that your story is going to really resonate with them you know, and i end up believing them because it already starting to come to me like hey they're reaching out like i've been through it and even them giving them sharing their stuff to me and i like i think they're like more surprised that like i opened up their uh their messages and read it you know because it's like oh someone famous reading my stuff you know <laughs> and it's not knowing it's like i actually do check my mail or you know my inboxes or i, I you know i i'm still going through them because i got like a lot but you know i end up reaching out to the people that like end up just talking deep or just saying hey i look up to you because you don't even understand i'm going through a bad patch and it's and it's like so interesting like how how they just open up to me and like they don't know me they just know me that hey you have a story my story's similar and like say for instance like the whole homeless thing like you know people reached out like man i end up losing everything and i thought it was all over for me and then i go ahead and see you smiling and doing something that you loved and the funny thing is is you came from the same spot that i came from like you know i'm like i mean like growing up like my like i said my parents like my mom pops didn't have everything you know and this is like one of the reasons why we kept moving because we didn't have everything you know it even came to the moment like they, we were all like sleeping in, in the hotel slash car slash a can we uh, sleep on your couch type thing you know and then some of the family members will like we ended up getting the spot and this is where I kind of came like that forgiving, you know, family more orientated that anywhere we moved. Majority You're nomadic. You're just figuring it out. As yeah, you go. yeah. We're just going like, I promise you. And it's like, it's like, it was like times where uh, like our cousins were living with us, you know, and it was just like, this is family. Like, you know, this is where, you know, they say your first friends or your family, your yeah, cousins. You know? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And blood does not make you family. Yeah. Too. Blood doesn't. It doesn't. And. So, yeah, so just raising off of that, like, I'm a very family-orientated person, and then when I come across someone else that's not very family-orientated, that's automatically going to build up issues. That's going to build up a problem. That's going to be, nah, it's, we're your family now, or I'm your family. We got to do this together, and it's like, it's an extension, you know, extension where we got to figure it out, like, all right, we can do that, we can do this, or just do extra stuff where you can able to do everything yeah that's true I'm, my, my dad always jokes around he's like you know i never ever talk down to anybody who's homeless or living on the street because i'm two paychecks away from being in their shoes <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> i like that a lot you know and it's like that's the mentality like you have that mentality like in my eyes you'll go far because like anybody they always like oh i look up to you and right, first thing i end up telling my first response is um like you look up to me all right uh, or I look up to you and I want to be like you and then be like, nah, what I want you to do is aim to be better than me. So you're, you know? so you're in that situation and you start to, you know, you're in this super dark time. I mean, at the time you probably think there's no way you're ever going to get out of this place. I mean, it's just super dark. You're going through hardcore, hardcore depression. I mean, love's at the stake. Your future's at stake. You don't know what the hell is going on. You see some of your friends probably at your age that are doing all sorts of things. It seems like they got their life all figured out and you're like, you don't yeah. know what's going on. I that, promise you. That must have been crazy. At what point did you start? Because I, when was your first fight after that? Like, when did you start fighting during that time? Were you fighting throughout that? Oh, I uh, actually started fighting. Drew um, told it was that the last day of, uh, or one of the last um, times of me being in court. The judge like looked down at me and the look that he gave me, it was like, you have no value, you know? Cause I literally, like I stated what I said, I walked away from the whole fighting. It was me in court. I was going to a nine to five tower job 
going to work. You know, anything I made was going to court. Everything I was doing was going to court. Fixing a car to get to court. <laughs> like, I promise you. Like, going to work, what are you about to do tomorrow? Going to court. <laughs> like, like, it was literally like I, la- I lived in the court. Like, everybody knew who I was. They just, hey, Dre back. Hey, hi. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, but yeah, so it came down to that moment where when he looked down at me, it was like, all right, I got to make, make, make a difference. I have to make a change. So it came in, like, September of uh, 2015 is where I made my, like, change in life you remember that day vividly vividly like like people didn't end up understanding when i ended up fighting like like uh i I ended up like going in like the tears because it was like the whole tear moment of like one that the people that did you know was supporting me from the gate and be in the from the beginning they were there they're watching they were they had my back these are the people that Mm -hmm. end up loving you know and that was and note this this is me literally turning from a dark place. Like I didn't date anybody for two years. Didn't talk to anybody. Didn't want to end up seeing people. Hey, you want to come outside to play today? Dre, come outside. You know, we got a cake for you. No, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to eat no cake. You know, didn't go out. Didn't end up talking to nobody. Like uh, kept it really short where my circle really dimmed down where if you're not in the house, same house as me or my cousin, I wasn't talking to you. Right. You know, and uh it's like that moment in the movie where you know dude's sitting there looking up and the guy's just looking down i'm like you're you ain't going never get nowhere and then the music starts and it starts going like boom 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 and all of a sudden it just goes the next two years of him just pumping out weights getting crazy it was just like that like literally people don't get that like i'll be in the mirror like talking to myself like it, it, it when i say it got like dark and sad like i'll literally be in there talking to myself like what are you doing today who are you? You know, are you going to get better today? You know, and then next, you know, it became to that moment of you need to be better than you was yesterday. And then that turned into, were you better than yesterday? If not, we got a lot of work to do, you know, and then next, you know, it here I am at the gym. Here I am learning, you know, how to put everything together, learning what's the fastest way to get to the top. And this Mike, my, my advice to everybody, it's, do what you love. Like, and this is literally do what you love. Cause if you don't love what you do, you're just going to end up hating it. Like you, you're going to hate everything about it. When you wake up, you're going to be like, I don't want to get up. And if you wake up, talk about, you don't want to get up to go. That's something that's like a problem. Like you don't like, you don't love what you're doing. You don't. Yeah. So is is fighting to you kind of like meditative almost? There it is. There it is. It really is. It's like the way I look at it is my home. Cause I already, it's so comfortable or so comfortable with me that I've been fighting from a young age like seven like you know like I said we've been moving a lot me fighting with myself me fighting with my pops me fighting with the family you know people with the schools even like everybody ended up telling me you ain't gonna do something so I had to fight you're not gonna be no one I had to fight I end up saying that he, you know he's not grateful but in reality I'm like grateful for everything like People don't understand, like, I didn't have everything. So I'm grateful for everything everything that I get. The smallest thing, like, this tea that you got me. And, like, I'm so grateful for it. It's, like, it's life to me. Yetis, by the way, are fantastic. It it really is. So it's, like, amazing. I took, like, I burned my my tongue on this. (laughs) It was worth it. I feel you on that, though. That's a big thing. That that right there, that quality in someone is so important. To be able to be so appreciative of 
the fakeness of these green little plants and just appreciate the greenness and just every little aspect of your life to appreciate every little thing. That's true. I mean, that's like pure happiness. That's true happiness. Cause I mean, you're on the come, your freaking future is crazy, but like you have to be these values that your whole life has taught you to this day. You've built this value set that's going to take you to be able to handle it. Cause I mean, damn dude, it's happening quick. I mean, your last fight when you got bumped up to the main card, was that a huge surprise by the way? Um, Actually, it was. It was. Because I was like, man, they got me first. Like, I was heartbroken. You know, I didn't understand it. I was like, but I was like, but it's well-deserved. I was like, off my last performance, I get it, you know? You know? And it's like not knowing, like, if you knew the big picture, but I don't want to be that guy that it just, hey, this is my drama. Put me back up here. You know? So, I, you know, I took the bullet. I was like, all right. All right. <laughs> you know? But when they put me on there, it was like straight happy moment. Got to that main card and you're just like, I got to perform. I oh, get out there and do it right now. Like you should have seen it. Like, cause we're like walking uh, the city of Greenville, I promise you. And uh, it was hot. Um, this is me actually finally get the walk. Cause we already got done um, weighing in. I got to eat and everything. So I'm like walking. And then uh, I got a, uh, I bumped into um, my uh, boy Shoe. So Shoe is uh, the basically the Reebok handler. Like, you know, he ends up packing the bags, gives out, you know, to all the fighters and everything. And he's the one that let me know, like, hey, I got your bag first because, you know, I was the first fight. So he had to get my name first. So I was like, all right, cool. He was like, yeah, you know, I hooked it up. Uh, you know, I got your bag. So we're walking and I ended up meeting this whole family. And this is how he broke down the news to me. Oh, hey, uh, uh, I just wanted to tell you something. I don't think I'm supposed to tell you, but since we're boys, I'm going to tell you. They get they, they talk about. Or no, they say they're talking like they moved you to the main card. And I looked at them like, what are you talking about? They moved you to the main card. By, you know, you didn't hear nothing from me, you know, but this is my dad. This is my mom. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, so I ended up meeting like the whole family and like they like they heard about my story, like, you know, the home, yeah. the whole thing and uh, my son and everything. They're already like fans of me in Brazil, you know, and I just met them today and they were like, like, it was like when I met the moms, like they. She was like already hugging me in tears, like, you know, like, oh, but it wasn't like that sad tears, it was the happy tears, like, I'm so happy for it, you know? And then, but yeah, it, it's like the whole shoe family is amazing. You know? Big shout out to the shoes. Big shout out to shoes. Fantastic <laughs> humans. Were you like that first shot you got in Brazil? So that was your first UFC debut. I mean, that's what, how many fighters actually make it to the UFC? Let's talk about, I mean, I don't, do you know the number? Nope. Like, I know, like, if you think about how many people make it to, like, the NFL, it's, like, one in, I think, like, 100,000. It's something crazy. That's true. I, I would love to see that number. I mean, you're in, the, you got the real shot, and you're going against a defending champ. What was that like? So, you get flown. What was the news like when you got your first UFC shot? Oh, see, like, I probably should end up loving to, like, tell this story. Because when I got the news, and, you know, uh, Matt could be, like, literally the witness of the story. Uh, when I got the news, cause I got it from, uh, my coach, uh, Merle and I wasn't excited. I wasn't excited at all, you know, cause, uh, or let me break it down. So he goes and says, Hey, I got some good news for you, but I also got a problem. And it was like, all right, what's the good news? What do you think about fighting in Brazil on, you know, in the USC? Oh, that's fantastic. I'm down, you know, but the problem is you got to change your manager. I said, no. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and I was like, you're all right. I was like, I was like, no, I already told you who I'm rolling with. 
And I was like, and if it ain't Matt, I'm good. So, so reality, I turned UFC down. Oh, <laughs> full fact. I turned it down. I ended up hanging up off the phone. Like, or before I ended up hanging, he was like, man, I can't believe this. I'm shocked. Like this whole time, I thought, you know, you're going to just do what you got to do. And then, like I stated, it's like that loyalty is big to me. Like I stated, this cup and that gr the green, the grass we were talking about, even if it's fake, I'm looking at as someone actually made this, really colored it. You know, I'm looking at the small details of that's so cool. I would buy it because someone put real effort in there to make it look like real grass. And instead of him, he like, you know, the, uh, my coach was on that. Just buy it. And you can just go buy one anywhere, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I, I can color and give it to you. And so it's like, you get oh. the, you get this opportunity to do it under this circumstance. So you have to go through this new management. But when yeah. you first, I mean, you know, Dodge first, you know, what a fantastic human. No, it's like, no, super how did, cool. how did you first meet him? Uh, to be honest, I ended up, uh, like seeing him around a few times, uh, uh, through, uh, oh damn boy, Jamal, Jamal Emers, you know? Uh, a few times and then I ended up seeing him like where I really just sat and talked to him. It was uh, after my LFA fight. Um, um, Jamal was there. He was fighting there. He was there. Uh, we were chopping it up. And this is when he was with uh, KO Reps. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, you know, we chopped it up. I signed with him. And only where I signed, it was because of Matt. Like, you know, literally because of Matt. So I'm like, all right, I'll sign, et cetera. I ended up having my CES fight. For the the belt and everything against uh, Dennis Paiva. Shout out to Dennis because literally to this day, my toughest fight. That's my boy. He uh, fights, I believe, the end of this week. You know, I'm excited. I wanted to go, but hey, shout out to um, Dennis Paiva. So, um, which his name is, a.k.a. Sweetbread. Probably one of the coolest names That out. is one of the coolest names out. <laughs> the coolest names out. <laughs> like, I probably when I was like, Afro Monkey, me and him were like fighting for names and not even know we're fighting for names. But hey, like points to him. So, I ended up winning that fight. And uh, this is where, you know, Matt's there. I even met um, Matt's dad and everything. So it was good. Everything. Great feeling. He was saying, uh, like, on a random moment, I just ended up stating, like, hey, Matt, just know that I joined Kale Reps because of you. So, you know, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm here with you, brother. Like, you know, it was just simple, point blank. And I didn't notice I said this because it was, like, after my fight and I'm, like, you know, woozy, drowsy. You know, I'm out of it, you know. And my cousin ended up bringing it up to me, like, later on. Like, yeah, you remember when that random moment you just out of nowhere said, uh, anywhere he goes, you going? And it was like, and I didn't know he was getting ready to lead KO reps. I just told him, like, straight out, like, Matt, wherever you go, I'm going. Like, you know, I'm your boy, et cetera. You got me here. This is what's up. And, and you know, I'm like a type of person that sticks with his work, no matter how you end up looking at it. Like, Well, it must be so tough, too. Like, it is to find a good manager in general. That must it be is. so challenging. I mean, here's someone that, I mean, you're, you're putting your life in line. You're putting your life out there. I mean, you got to have someone there that you trust and believe in and just knows that has your back, like a truly good person. Yeah, it's true. And it's like exactly how you like placed it. That's how I went about it. Cause like, I know the big picture It's like, I'm, I'm 30. At the time, I was 30, like, you know, going on to 31. Yeah, yeah, thing. you got to get going. Yeah, got to get going. I understand the whole hustling because my pops was a hustler. My mom, my auntie, a hustler. Like, they, because, you know, we had to get money. We had to eat. So, they're, you know, they did what they did, you know. And 
my pop since he was like that i get who's trying to hustle me and not mm-hmm. trying to hustle me, you know <laughs> and like uh you can smell a hustle yeah i can smell it coming you know i was like i'm gonna play you I'm like oh don't play me because i know you're trying to play me you can play them but don't play me you know um so it kind of came down to that moment where um it came down to that moment where uh that uh kale reps the owner of it i haven't heard him talk to him only thing i'll get like will be a yeah we're sending um like only text I'll get from him is like, yeah, we're sending uh, bad boys gear to you. Okay, thank you. There wasn't that human connection. No human connection. It was literally I'm sending this, and it's me saying, okay, thank you. I truly appreciate it. You know, like you know, that was our relationship. But I'm seeing Matt face to face as I'm looking at you right now. You know, it's like we're holding a conversation. He's over here buying me lunch, buying me dinner. I met his dad. Like, you know, he's a, what's he's your a awesome person? Hardcore Italian. Oh, dude. He really hardcore <laughs> cool. Italian, yeah. And, you know, and he was like, I even gave him his full shout out after the fight. And, you know, so I know I made it, like, I, I was like, I made him smile. So I was like, hey, that's a freaking win for me, you know? So, uh, yeah, he was like, cool. So it came into the moment of he leaving and it was like 4th of July weekend slash week and day that, um, I was up in Fresno um, that uh, they were like, yeah, I'm getting ready to leave, uh, et cetera. He ended up giving his notice and the whole thing to uh, Orrin. That's his name. KO reps Orrin. All right. So gave him that whole, hey, I'm, you know, I'm leaving and I'm taking Dre. <laughs> like, you know, um, this is where now, out of nowhere, I finally talked to Orrin, you know. So, so you're going through all this drama. Like, all you're, drama. you're in, in the middle of something. You don't want to be a part of this. You're just like, this is my boy. Let's go. Like get out of the way yeah. and, and it's crazy too because i just want to throw a quick quick shout out to the to the dodge family i mean dude i've known him my whole life right growing up next time i've never he watches so much sports man his whole life he is just in it like he is born for this position i believe he'll become one of the biggest agencies in the planet and um i mean he has so many good things to say about you and when it comes to character character is so important to just develop over the time. Like I said, you're, you know, you, you win that first fight. What was that like when you won that first fight against that in, in Brazil? Oh, What's going, what goes through your head when you, when you win a fight, like an opener like that? Especially oh. in Brazil, that, that crowd's tough. Oh, definitely tough. And I like won the fans over. Like people don't get that. Like you don't really understand like winning people that end up, we got to hate you because, hey, it's Brazil. Like, you know, this is our hometown. Hinton Brow is our guy. We got to hate you, you know? And then it's like, I beat him. And then instead of you hearing booze, it's, you know, good Were job. Were you surprised by that to hear, hear applause? Oh, obrigado. That's all I was hearing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's take pictures the whole nine. And it wasn't really like a surprise because, you know, um, they knew, like, you know, like one, they knew that Henning came over six pounds, you know, the whole nine. They knew that uh, even though he's from here, he, you know, he's that legend. And, I gave the fans a, a fight, like you know, they, Brazil is what they're what they're known for. It's that they love, like that's that's their sport. It's fighting and soccer, you know. Um, so by it being big out there to them, they respect everybody, but they just know this is our house, so we gotta we gotta you know protect our house. But just know after we can talk to you, <laughs> you know. And as like long as you end up understanding that you're good. And me, that's why I went into it like, oh, I understand it. But I ended up winning them over and to the moment that they ended up loving me because I made it a fight. Like I made it one of those, I escaped them from getting, you know, armbarred. 
people don't really escape hitting Brown from getting a horn, you know, arm bar. It's a black belt because everybody knows, you know, when you're in that moment, there. can you like replay every moment of that fight right now in your brain? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's like really funny too because it's like I know when uh, he ended up cracking me great into like uh, my stomach area, and it was like off of a, a push kick. He stepped to the side, bow, felt it, and he knew he he seen it. Cause he started chasing me. This is where the moment he started chasing me. And then it was like, I that split second, my favorite, favorite moves, step back, pop with the two, caught him. And I dropped him. And I know he was hurt, but it was one of those hurts that dang, that was a good shot. And but I'm okay. You know? But I dropped him. And then when I went in for the kill, this is something like I've been working on. Like, don't go for the kill. Because I went in for the kill. I promise you, I was getting ready to drop the hammer fist. And he must have spent around and gave me the eye contact. Or right, like, like his body spit, but his like whole head was like looking at me. And then he like turned around and it was like cockeyed. And I promise you, he was cockeyed. But as soon as his head turned around, he was like straight vision on me. And I said, oh, you tricked me. You, you got me. <laughs> I was just like, you got me, you know? And it was like already too late. So I had to finish the hammer, you know, hammer fist. It came to the moment that it was like all jits. And like I said, I can roll with black belts. I promise you I can. Um, and with Hennon, I did. I rolled with him. I can survive, you know? And now since we have a whole new uh, Gracie, uh, or, or, or Jim is basically off of Gracie now. We got Professor Sean. Um, Amazing dude. Is, are you referring to the coach? Oh, referring to the coach right now. Like, uh, he uh, he came in, and in the six months that I had to take that dang uh, long break that ended up breaking my heart, uh, he ended up improving my, my ground game, like, a hundredfold. But beforehand, I was able to survive. Now, it's like I can roll with black belts and even look for my own submissions. Like, you know, and like the last fight, it was another black belt. He had me on the ground and my mind was only just to get up. But there was a split second where I ended up shooting for a triangle. Like, you know, um, and not only that, that I could have ended up doing leg locks, not comfortable with the, um, with the legs right now, but I'm getting there. Right. Yeah. You know? So from that fight to this fight, like those, like, like you said, like my last fight was probably one of my best performances and that's. And people ended up expecting that as a knockout, but I already knew Brazilian guy has heart. Like you know, it's his heart pushed him through that yeah, fight. Warriors. Oh yeah, beyond that last Warriors. fight, he was just taking uh, hits from you and just charging forward. Still, he's like, "Come on, pride. let's do it." Yeah, let's with do it. pride, and then it, it was. But I already kind of like walked into the moment of my mindset was I was gonna teach a lesson. Like one, I can go three rounds. Two, I have the best striking in this in this weight class. I can throw. You know, and I don't mind exchanging, you know, um, it just shows or two even or the third um, one. It's me. I can able to roll with you. I can get up, you know. Well, yeah. What I was most impressed with on your third fight was that first takedown defense you had. Oh, yeah. You just separated those legs, held on, stayed up and escaped it. I was like, yeah, he's been putting the work. You in. see, like, and, it, and it's funny, too. And I'm like happy that you end up seeing it because like most people. They look at it, uh, cause you know, like the whole um, interview where people are like talking about the fight. Uh, yeah, we don't know if his uh, ground game improved. One, that little moment right there. Oh, I saw it, it right then and there. I was like, yep. Yeah, you know? and then me being on the ground, getting back up, or to the moment of, hey, he put like basically two submission modes on me, and I escaped those. I just made full improvement. And note this: these are black. This was a black belt that did this. 
And then if you go into my first fight, it was a black belt that put me in an arm bar, not a purple belt, not a blue belt. These are black belts. You can obviously tell that there was something wrong with me in December fight because it's stuff happens. Things end up happening. No excuses, but it happened. Yeah. What do you think happened there? Uh, uh, as I was saying, and we're, and we're referring for the guest listening. So Andre's two and one, you know, one is opener, um, lost the second one, then came back and has recently won the third one. What do you think happened in the second fight? Second one, uh, I just ended up showing that I, I'm human. Like right. things can get to me, like, right. you know? And when I say things can get to me, I had a court for my son about, uh, taking my rights away, you know? And that was, that was going to be three days after my birthday. My birthday's January 21st and I had court on the 24th. Okay. And you know, so you're thinking about this the whole I'm time. I'm thinking about it because I know one thing is when you, when, you know, the first rule in like MMA, don't leave it to the judge's hands. Right. And I already knew my life was in the judge's hands basically 25 days later. Like yeah, literally, literally, like <laughs> literally in the hands. Right. And that must have given you some flashbacks back to oh, 25 years old. Oh, beyond Just like the, those beyond. emotions that are ripping through you. Like, cause the people don't understand stand like i ended up seeing seven different judges these are seven different judges and only one judge went or went or literally needled through all the bs like literally knew oh you're lying you know oh you're beyond lying two he ends up showing the proof so you're even more lying to the moment of this shouldn't even went this far and he should have been in his, you know, his kid's life this whole time. How'd you feel when you felt like that guy finally uh, got you? Like, uh, like, like you got freed from jail almost. I want to tell you it was like that, but I'll be lying. Like truth be told, I, I start crying. Like I really broke down to the moment of if I would have had you a year ago, none of this stuff would have happened. You know, and note this, this was just a restraining order. Does your son live in California? No. My son uh, moved uh, to Alaska, which they allowed, and and basically like this, when they moved to Alaska, they gave me like vague information. It's kind of like me saying, "Hey, I live in California," you know. And you say this in Vegas, you know. Oh, where do you live? Live in California. Okay, where? So, yeah, in I live in I live in Area Fifty One. You know, <laughs> where there? You know, <laughs> and it's like literally from San Francisco slash Sacramento all the way down to San Diego. That's a big. That's California. So when you say Alaska, where in Alaska? Yeah, like where's he at? You know, and then the time I get information about Alaska, I find I get a random phone call, and this is uh the CES uh fight in June. So I got a random call about two weeks before that fight that uh, a, we live in uh Fort Lauderdale, um, I want to change uh or how, what do you think about giving up your rights to me? And note, this is my son's mother's husband asking me to give my sons, you know, my rights away. And I told him, no, I'm like, no, how's my boy? Where's my boy? Can I talk to my boy? You know? And it's like, well, I feel uncomfortable. And you know, it's like, I, I understand he's like the middleman, but that middleman just jumped in. It's kind of like this. You have, no, I'm not going to in places like that, but just say we have a bad, bad guy. Right. Um, he's getting ready to rob the bank. And the one that's, you know, He's the driver and the driver's the one that dropped them off and picked them up and drove away. My man's the driver. 
it's like i know you're robbing this bank and i know i'm about to drive you so it's like even though we get stopped i can't go and tell him hey i have nothing to do with it you do have everything to do with it because you're driving right now but i can understand if you didn't know it and you're just like trying to play the blind eye of it okay i get that because you know if you go to the store and they just go in there and rob the store and you didn't know they're gonna rob the store it's a different story you know i get it you were just in the wrong place wrong time and you're the one that's driving so it just looks like you are guilty but this is where they step up and say hey that's wrong tell them like you know but in this situation you're part of the bad the bad life you know and and i get it like like you know points for you being there for my son like i'm not going to knock i'm not going to do anything or try to be mean about it because what i look like talking down on you and i haven't talked down on my son's mother you know so in my eyes so hey, Eli's your rock, man. Yeah, that that's everything. He's your heart. He's your soul. He's your performance. Like, oh yeah, it's literally here because of him. People notice me. Or I'm here because of him. Like I know he's got his own Instagram now. Oh, definitely does. Shout yeah. out! Shout, shout out, out to Eli Graham. <laughs> you Got to add this to the video afterwards. <laughs> follow the homie. <laughs> you feel me? Follow the homie, please. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like like on that part, uh, my boy. That is my rock. People don't end up understanding. It's like uh, what I was explaining earlier today that uh, I had a a teammate that which fought yesterday. Uh, didn't end up winning, but he won in my eyes because he got there. You know, he did some stuff that other people haven't done. Mm. You know, and he kind of came from the same past that I had. You know, the not having nothing, people looking down, and when you're trying to ask for help, no one wants to help type thing. Mm. And don't note this, like, I am not a fan of asking for help. Like, you know, because like the way I look at it is I don't like. Like you're fine, bro. Yeah, like you're good. Yeah, you know, you, you you'll you'll get by your whole life. You've just been you've been figuring it I, out. Yeah, I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. And then, and then the thing about it is like for me. By you guys knowing that I'll figure it out, if I end up asking for something or asking for help, you know I need it. Right. Because I'm not the, I'm not the type of person that will just ask. Yeah. So. That's crazy. So you're, I mean, man. Whew. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. You lie. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> so, yeah. When, when you get in that ring, so this is something that I'm very curious about just from li- looking at these fights, you know, I'm... Eh, uh, you and a few others but most of you are one of the reasons i've kind of fallen in love with this sport recently like uh, and sky over this here it's big when i see you come in and like you, you know the whole crowd's like it's just you you versus one guy and you're coming in to a freaking octagon and your goal is to literally inca- inca- kill each other essentially so that they can no longer go forward i like that one quote i think i forgot who said it but it was like one of the sports is like you know you play basketball you play football you play golf whatever but you don't play MMA. You don't. You fight <laughs> MMA. You really and do. you got this smile. You're laughing. You're like, all good vibes, feeling fantastic. Getting Even shared if- by UFC's Instagram page. That's oh, awesome. Oh, my God. That <laughs> dance. Like, were you working yeah. on that? Oh, not that one. <laughs> that one kind of like, but like this. Like, you know, me and my cousin, we go anywhere. We got moves. And, you know, and these are just a move that just kicks in. Hey, you feeling the vibe? Go. But yeah. then when, when then like you're smiling and then the second that crowd goes, the second that thing goes, you turn into a different person. You're straight up like, can you walk us through your mind? Like what goes on in that second when you're walking up into the octagon to the point where they close it to the point where they ring the bell? Uh, walking. Happy that I'm here and I know that I'm going to end up still in the show. So it's all smiles. And it's always, that's like one thing that I end up doing because basically all eyes are going to be on me. 
it don't matter how you end up looking at it. it it's on you, you know, for that brief second, most seconds, it's, that's what hungers. That's like, that's the hunger of what you pop on a plate. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, when people make, make basically Thanksgiving food, Oh, you, you know, and you know, you can't touch it yet, but you're walking and it's like, you, you know, you just, oh, I'm about to get that. This is what I'm eating first. I'm going there, you know? And then after I get there, I'm going here. Matter of fact, I'm going to put it all on the plate. Like, you know, so it's like, that's how it is when, you know, you're walking. It's Thanksgiving food. Like, you know, you walk into the cage. And then when it ends up shutting, it's showtime. Because, you know, and people always ask, like, are you, you know, do you get nervous? No, I don't. And the way I look at it is, like, do you ever get nervous when you're at your own house? Like, you know? Do you get, like, a heightened sense of just uh, sense? <laughs> a heightened yes. sense of everything? Heightened sense. Because, you know, it's like uh, when you're in your own house and uh, you know you're alone and you hear something. You know, first thing it is, you, you turn it around, like, hold on, what's going on? Like, you know, I know I'm the only one here. So what it is, you're alert. Everything's alert. Do like, you can you know, notice people in the crowd or you're like so dialed in on that one person. It's almost like quiet. Or do you quiet. hear the crowd? Do you feed off the crowd or could you care less if they were there or not? Nah, I don't feed off the crowd. Like, uh, like, like, like you said, I don't hear it. And only people, because, you know, it's like you got to shut them off where you are able to hear your corner. So I'm already working on just hearing the voices that I need to hear. How vital is the corner in a fight? Like your corner? Like how vital is it to just keeping your head and your composure and, and like the little chats they give you in, like after those rounds? Are those critical for you? Oh, definitely. Because uh, December fight and last fight, the two different things. I didn't feel comfortable in the December fight. Not only that, I was like really sick the whole nine. And... Everything was going wrong. Uh, Could have went wrong. When I say everything was going wrong, it was wrong. And the problem was, it's about being comfortable. If you're not comfortable, you know, it's not your house. And this is what I when I mean, like being your house. Like you're, you know, when you're sitting on your toilet, you're comfortable. But you know, it's when you sit, yeah, you know, you sit in like With a squatty bathroom. potty. The squatty potty. <laughs> <laughs> Working on you that know? sponsorship right now. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, but like you know, when you're like in a public bathroom, it's kind of like who's who's walking in, you know, who's knocking on the door. You know, you feel rushed and stuff like that. But you're your own bathroom. You ain't rushed. You know, you're enjoying yourself. Mm. Yeah. You know? So that fight, my brother or my cousin wasn't in my corner. I already felt uncomfortable. Like you know. And these are the people that will tell me, hey, you're sick. Because I was sick. I was literally throwing up. I was, you know, like literally on the toilet, throwing up, you know, shitting the whole nine. Like, I was bad. And no one's like, hey, you're sick. <laughs> no one's telling me that, you know. So in my eyes, it's it's normal. I, I'm used to it. You know, I probably overate. But the thing is, I wasn't really eating anything. Nothing was holding when I did eat something. I was sick. So in this next fight, you were just like, boom. You, oh, it was definitely. your house. You it felt was my good. House, family's there. The squad was there. You know, you know, pe the right people. You know, in the corner, I'm feeling great. Like you know, not only feeling great that I'm fully energetic, and on top of that, I had like something to prove. But every fight, you have something to prove. You know, every fight, you gotta be getting better. It's progress. You gotta be progressing better than last. You know, when you're throwing hands, I mean, these train like the prep before these competitions must be insane, right? Because you want to mimic that same intensity oh, when yeah. you're in that fight do you think that having a good training camp is like how vital is it to preparing for any fight oh definitely vital you know and uh and the funny thing is i'm like kind of like op i'm like the opposite 
you know, like uh, when, when they say like people in the training camp, like, oh, you got to mimic it. And, you know, you got to go hard, hard sparring, hard this and hard that reality. Like I'm kind of like the opposite where I'm in there. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm doing my work, right. you know, but I'm doing the work that you showed me. Right. Like, you know, if you told me, hey, we're over aiming to leg lock that whole practice. I'm working my butt off the leg lock. I'm not doing it, nothing extra. I'm doing the leg lock. That's what we learned. If we learn this escape today, I'm doing everything I can for this escape. I'm not doing that whole, hey, we're just going to bump heads because, you know, you're the big dog and I'm the big dog. No. Very kind of like passive. Like, you know, like most people be like, hey, I need you Your to. skill training. Oh, yeah. Skill training. All day. Right. You know, because they'd they be like, yeah, I need you to go really hard with this one guy. And it's like, nah, that's not me. So the, the week leading into the fight, this is a question I had. You put all these months of training in. How, what percent ready are you, or how much energy do you have going in the week of? Are you just kind of resting, getting to 100%, or are you still training hard? And, and oh, resting, resting, yeah. getting to the 100%. Now it's just like literally, let me just cut the weight, you know, and then weight cut is that's super difficult, or what? It could be, you know, it could be like, uh, what weight do you sit at before you cut? everything actually kind of like depends okay because <laughs> <laughs> like, we're talking like hey i have nothing lined up and you know we got like time i'm just about to enjoy myself you know i'm looking at like 63 62 you know like 163 162 um but before i end up like i had to be at literally about 56 slash 54 that's where i'll be good to start cutting weight if I'm not at 56, 54, don't even talk to me. Like, I, I, I can't do anything. But I get to that weight, I'm, like, perfectly able to burn anything and everything that I need to. Yeah. So, like, so that's where it comes down. Like, the weight cutting is not bad for me. Like, you know. But sometimes it ends up getting scary because at times I'm, I'm looking bigger and buffer or more cut, more ripped. And, you know, to the moment people are like, hey, man. Like you kind of huge, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, for you to say that to me, like I'm skinny, you know, it's like, for you to say that to me, it's like, oh man, you got me worried. So I end up changing my diet right then and there. Like, you know, as soon as I end up hearing it, but the most funniest moment was, uh, I went over to health and body nutrition, uh, which is, uh, one of my sponsors, uh, guy that runs it, his name's Mike, um, shout out to health and body nutrition. Okay. So he ended up telling me like, bro, you looking ripped, you know, you looking buff, go jump on the scale. And I haven't checked the scale for like a good, basically after the last fight that I had, you know, where I had to weigh in like as soon as the day of. So I didn't, I jumped on it and I'm thinking like, oh, I'm like 63 because I'm like looking really ripped and, you know, big. I jumped on it, it said 58. And the funny moment is, is I just had like a big uh, bowl of juice from a, a juju bar. I don't know if y'all yeah, ever heard of juju bar, but juju bar is like a, acai bowl you know yogi bowl. acai bowl yeah. don't be saying that yeah. name around me it's gonna get hot <laughs> big fan big fan uh, so this is what i had and it was like a big one so guaranteed like a a pound and a half off of that and then also drink a, a 24 ounce uh juice from there too you know so i ended up pounding this so this is where i'm thinking like i was 63 i jumped on it and i was like 58 so that just showed that i was low-key 55 56 like you know easy and i'm like wow so me looking big and buff right now doesn't really mean anything it's just that i'm actually at fighting weight right now like ready to cut and all that whole nine 
So that's where I'm at. That's what's up. Do you think injury? Uh, this is something I'm, I'm very curious about when you look at like the recent uh, fight with Santos and Jones and, you know, Santos like busted his knees during those fights. Do you, injuries when you're fighting because you I think you broke. Did you break your hand during yeah. one fight? Yeah. 2018 was all broken hands. So what's that like? <laughs> like you, when you throw, do you immediately know you feel it break? Uh, something like that. Or are you adrenaline just dialed in? Like you could, you could tear your freaking hand off and you would still throw it. Like I could say it's like a 50, 50. Cause when I broke it, it was, it was gone. Um, but earlier that year in, um, I want to say it was January or yeah. Yeah. I won't go ahead and say it was like in January. Cause I ended up fighting in February. It was against, so I went against, uh, Gustavo which was a UFC prospect. He's one of uh, Misha Tate's uh, pupils type thing, you know? Yeah, shout out. You know, so he was supposed to beat me, go to UFC. That was the whole plan. And the funny moment was, I wasn't even thinking about him beating me or him thinking he was going to beat me the whole line. I was thinking about, hey, y'all put me on the undercard. Like, <laughs> you know, like, hey, I, you know, I earned my rights to be like on the main card. Like, cause you know, they had like the TV one and, and they had some fight fighters that are on that TV card that shouldn't have been on that TV card. And it was like one of those, I earned it. I worked it. We should be there, you know? And they're like making it a joke, but I was like serious about it. He was like, well, you should be worried about fighting him. I was like, I ain't worried about him. Like, you know, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do what I do best. I'm here to bring on a show. Don't worry about it. You know? And it was like, nah. No, 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 no. Because, you know, it's like I said, he's supposed to be walking on the UFC after he beat me or he beat me. And I'm trying to get there. So it's like that was like the perfect fight that should be on TV. Yeah. But it came in first round, you know, did what I did best and literally hopped over the gate and started screaming. And then like my whole thing was I started screaming. I'm like, oh, you're screaming like and y'all don't want to put me on the main card. I'm main event. Like, you know, it's like I own king. Like, you know, it was like one of those like I'm hyped. But it's like. I, you know, I did remember that Denzel here. Washington moment. Oh, it was all Denzel. And like, no, training was, day right there. It, it was so funny because everybody was like, we didn't know anything you were saying, but we got to record it. Like, you know, <laughs> 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 he said, you're very passionate, whatever you were saying. Like, you know, but I was very hyped on that. And then come back, I ended up uh, fracturing my, uh, I had a pinky fracture, but how bad it was, it was just picture a little golf ball on your, on your pinky or yeah, on the hand slash, yeah, it was just a golf ball. And my pasta's back there, like, trying to numb it, or bring it back down. And uh, and it was funny, too, because uh, I was supposed to go to the doctor's for it. And I was like, ah. Oh. I was like, oh, I already know, because uh, if I go to the doctor's, they're going, oh, we're going to cast it. And then in this hand, you don't need to cast it like that. <laughs> like, you know, like, you didn't have to do it. So I remember they were like, yeah. They just said, said check the doctor's with a you know, hand. It didn't say right hand or left hand. It just said, check the doctor. So I promise you I went to a doctor. Here, this is my hand. Gave him my right hand, you know? And I was like, oh, yeah, you're good. I was like, perfect. All right, see you later. <laughs> I was like, sign a favor, I'm gone, you know? And I ended up following up where I ended up fighting a, a guy named Trent Moe. This is on LFA, you know? Shout out to LFA for giving me that opportunity. You know, that was another TV, uh, like TV post that was supposed to, you know, they ended up throwing me in, and it was funny, too, because I was in Vegas eating. I was eating. Like, I'm talking about burritos at their burrito. Is that your joint? Is that your fave? Man. In, in Vegas, they're known for burritos. Like, like if you go to Vegas and get burritos, you're happy. So, 
I'm Alvaro eating burrito. They even had like, like this little half chicken, half um, steak, and then like half shrimp. And it was like, I was digging in. And then I got, I got the call. Like, yeah, you're going to fight in three weeks, you know, or are you down to fight in three weeks? You know, my brother and cousin were like already on that. Nah, don't fight because your hand. And we looked at the tape. I was like, man, I could beat him with one hand. I promise you. That's literally how it started. I was like, I could beat him with one hand. And they're like, and it was funny too, because they said, no at first or before they even looked at the tip and then they looked at the tip as we both looked oh we're all looking at it it was like oh no you can't be with him. it's like we can't we see that we can't you can't beat him all right just don't use your left hand is, so is tape time like you know sacred time is it like you and the boys watching tape like are you all about tape do you think that's where you know you win outside of the ring versus inside because it's all about whoever's more prepared uh truth be told me i ain't the tape guy I am not the tape. I will not watch it. Uh, and if I do, it'll be like a little glimpse. It'll be like, okay. And then I walk away. But to my uh, brother, cousin, and my other coaches, they're on it. The squads are. Yeah, yeah, the squads. And, you know, that's how I look at it. It's like, you guys bring it to the table, whatever I end up needing. That's what happened. And that just luckily when I saw Trim Mo, it was like, I could beat it with one hand and went to that fight and literally did it with one hand. Like, you, if you end up like watching the fight, I was using my left hand. It was more like slaps, you know? But I already told him, like, in the before we walked out, I was like, I only got about three good punches in this hand, you know? And I used those three good punches perfectly. And it was like a uppercut that started it, you know? Because I tried to throw, like, two twos and actually ended up... So, correction, I had three good punches. In the back, I ended up hitting the pad and hurt it. So, I was like, dang, I only got two now. Right, <laughs> so Lily, I only had like two good punches with my left hand. So I go, I go out there, and it's like, uh, I, you know, I threw the two, partial like glimpse. It was like good spotting, you know, um, and it ended up leading into like another moment where I did like a jumping uppercut, and it's yeah, a jumping uppercut popped him, and that shook the whole fight up, and that was it. It's and crazy. It's right. crazy to me because I just when you look at these fighters, when I see you fight, I mean like man, like you must feel like on top of the world, you know, like you're literally like freaking going at it with someone else. Like it's, it's all in You're you're so present. I bet when you're there and it just, that must be the most amazing feeling oh, just is. to be in your element, like getting hit, hitting, like definitely. Are you able to rebound pretty quick? Like when you take a shot, are you able to pretty much like, I mean, obviously every shot's different, but like I when have you a get a quick hit, note on this, just in your last fight with Dos Santos, um, there was a moment when he took you down and ended up in full mount. You're catching some hands and potentially elbows to the face. But as I was watching you, just in your eyes, it almost seemed as if you knew you were going to escape and you just executed exactly what was playing through your mind and you escaped that full mount. And, you know, I'm just curious, like when you're taking those you know, in full mount, just taking punches and elbows. Like, are you even feeling that? Or are you just like, you're just playing through like exactly how you're escaping that? Exactly how I'm escaping it. Cause nah, cause uh, that whole moment, and it, you know, ends up adding like more, it makes it more like interesting and funny. Cause uh, um, Professor Sean, which is my just coach, uh, all we do is bad predicaments. Like for the past like three weeks of before that, the whole fight, bad predicaments. All right get you in the full mouth this was happening etc it got to the moment that i got i'm so more comfortable escaping or from someone that's on the mount instead of any other position that when you know when they ended up getting full mount i was like oh he feels comfortable you know 
that get in for um, full mount because the first the first round or the second round when he ended up taking me down he got to mount and i escaped it uh i already knew it back in the head oh you just got comfortable you know you know but not knowing that that's like my a game of escapes <laughs> and that's what i think i saw in your eyes yeah. there was a moment you did like a head turn you're just like i'm getting out of this this is the last time i promise you because it was like as soon as he got him out i know he felt like oh i made it to mountain like you know and i was like yeah you know the knowing. crowd this gets a like little bit high again and then you know it's like and that's another thing it's like i am a crowd pleaser i love to make things exciting like you know like a majority of that, that whole fight i didn't have to exchange with him I could have literally picked them apart from the outside. I could have played that, you're not taking me down from the outside. Like I have IQ for that. I can do that. But I know that's not going to win fans over. And that's how like the Brazil thinks. Like me, when I end up telling people I want to be worldwide, you know, I want to be the people's champ. I'm not lying. Like this is what I am aiming to do. Like right now I want to go to China. Like, you know, uh, I want to fight out there. And on August 31st, like uh, me being on that, able to still, 80,000 fans because you know it, it the whole stadium holds 80,000 fans for me to go out there and perform the way I performed in Greenville or even better which I'm going to aim to do and I will do that I was still them I'm still 80,000 people they're going to become fans of me and then now me going home I'm going to be known in China just like I'm known in Brazil just like I was known in on the New York side you know or everywhere that I ended up going like, I'm like getting random calls or like canada right now canada was reaching out to me before i got to ufc like you know hey we want you to come over here we got four belt it was like another thing it was like four belt and i don't even know about canada it was like oh that's cool but you know you got to talk to matt it's cool <laughs> the opportunities that arise when you keep pushing oh definitely you know and i even got an offer from like acb before like the whole ufc thing you know and it was like great numbers to go to russia to fight you know and i was always down to do this because my whole goal is i want the world to know me and the funny moment about all this or the funny the funny moment about all this it was just about that one look that the judge gave me him looking down so when i hear that it's oh i'm gonna go over there because i steal them over and i come back hey russia looks at me with you know glory i go to china china looks at me with hey, this is someone we love. Like, you know, because in China, like, that's, it's, they're breaded with, like, fighters. Japan, fighters. Doesn't matter how you look at it. Over on the east, so, or the east side, fighters. So you go over there and steal them, it's, in their eyes, it's, they'll treat you like, like how we treat Bruce Lee. Like, you know, when we look at it, like, oh, Bruce Lee's the man. Bruce Lee is this, and, you know. Bruce Lee paved the way for MMA, the whole nine. Or even, like, you know, you kind of, like, dig into it. Like, how we end up looking at it, you know. But how they like treat it over there, it's, you know, this is baby Zeus, baby Hercules, <laughs> you know? So I'll be like, the Her I'll be like a Hercules out there. And like, that's where I want to be. Like, I want to have it where in 30 years that they end up seeing someone that came from poverty type thing, you know, and came all the way up to here. You know, like, uh, have you ever like in history classes when you end up like, you know, listening to like the stories or even not even history. You want to be, you want to be great. Great. Like, you know, like a straight legend where the kid was supposed to become the, the, the king. Get your own Mortal Kombat character. Oh, and I'm, and I'm trying to work on that too. I'm just saying. Your style is <laughs> pretty, you fit right in a Mortal Kombat game. You see? Man. 
Do you, do you see work it? on that or is that just a natural flow? Because I, I feel like when I watch you, it's just the way you piece together combos that seamlessly never end. Like your combo game is just crazy. I'm just like, whoa, 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 still going. One, two, three, four. <laughs> and it's like actually, that's actually funny too because it's uh, like uh, people that have been reaching out to me. It was like, we love your style. And it was like, why we love your style is because uh, it's unique, but it's like similar, but very unique to you like you know where i'm in range where i put myself in danger but you're not in danger because like i could be really close to you where you think you're able to hit me but it's like it comes here and it's like literally your hand is going past my nose it'll be like probably skint my nose and then next you know you're getting popped with about five shots like bang 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 you know but uh and it's a style that like i always end up telling like anybody i end up teaching like you learn the basics i teach the basics I am a fan of basics. Like if you end up going to any of my training camps or just watching me, I'm doing nothing but basics. Like basic stepping for you know foot movement to improve foot movement. Basic jabs, simple little things. And then they'll come down to that moment. I tell them like, you end up creating your own style. And that was literally one thing that I was always on, making your own style. Because I wanted to be like the next Bruce Lee. I'm not going to lie to that. <laughs> I wanted to be like, I like, could see you doing a, a career that goes far beyond the UFC. I see you in movies, doing all sorts of stuff. See, you would definitely, you could definitely vibe on that level. You see, now I'm stunned. I wasn't lying when when they said about Blade. I was like, I was really heartbroken. They told me about Blade. Yeah, yesterday. so you're, <laughs> you're Mr. Highlight. Did you? Is that was that given to you, or is that your name? Uh, that was basically uh, voted by the fans. Um, but I don't like the name. But you I'll like the real. people's champ. I like the people's champ or day. And day is like my original thing that, yeah, it's like I, I was raised with that. My brother always called me and, and it comes down to that's like like my other alter ego type thing. Like I literally before I walk in, like or, or before I even get ready to walk, I'll be like, all right, we need to break day out. Day, where you at? Day kicks in. Hey, what's up? All it's right, a damn it's a, it's a damn good day to have a damn good day. You see? A di- damnest day for that's the, the motto. You know? I promise you, it was like that whole, like in an end up understanding like in that like dark you know dark stage of mine that day is the one what pushed me forward because like like the me breaking down that whole day means it can mean like a million things for like different uh you know different uh countries and everything but to me it's that it's just like a, a reminder that you have a full day to do something you have 24 hours to be better than you was yesterday you know and and like i said that's like my model like i want to be better than i was yesterday um, you got 24 hours, do you, you got 24 hours to be someone special. You got 24 hours in this day and, you know, spelled D A I I. Cause I had to just swag it out a little bit. Dude, yeah. your, uh, your tat too, that thing, oh, that yeah. is legendary. See, I'm just seeing that one on your knee now too. That thing is savage. Um, literally I just got this one done. I do. I advise people do not No, my bad. I had the knee done, but it like came off. And then I was like literally heartbroken about that one because the pain and I numbed it. I promise you, I numbed the mess out of my knee and that, and I used to be like very tolerant with tattoos, like with this chest tattoo that I have. Um, what does that say? Uh, yeah. What, what does it mean? Uh, God, his real name, Yahshua or Yahshua is Jesus. Hebrew. And, yeah, for Hebrew. Yeah. You know, so Yahweh was his, his true name in the Hebrews. So, um, in which Hebrews was one of the first languages, you know. Uh, and this is back then, like, me studying everything, like, you know. But it ended up coming out, like, I became, like, very uh, Buddhist, you know. 
like really jumped into that, but they're tied in with everything. So me, I'm like looking at the bigger. Do you do you meditate? Oh yeah, definitely every day. Uh, Every day, me meditating is every day. Or what's your routine for meditation? Like, what's the you wake up and you just go right into it? I wake up kind of at times when I end up waking up. I tried that, but I end up finding out like some some mornings I like wake up irritated. And it's like, I feel bad. Like if I try to meditate, I'm like, I'm already breaking it. Like, all right, dang, I already broke the rule. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I'm mad, you know, but no, nah, me meditating, would be me like in the car, like, you know, uh, driving or just me finding a moment, to just keep it to myself. It, it, so it kind of ranges because it's about when you really need to, you know, do it. Um, so I think with meditation, there's, you know, it's, it's, I think everybody's like, oh, it's when you're sitting on the ground Indian style in silence but really it's it's, it's it's when you're feeling in a good space with yourself and you're alone and you can and you can kind of just get in your head and be clear and that's no, true yeah. it's like sometimes like me with meditating it can fly into a moment of me want to learn something like right now I'm like trying to learn Chinese right now Mandarin like you know and I end up using that as my, my little moment of myself it's about your time it's you being you by yourself and you just get to have the chance to be in you. Like, you know, it's not a lot of people get to be yourself all the time. Because, you know, like we were stating, like, sometimes, uh, you know, you're going through a hard patch, you end up smiling. Like, you know, and then they wonder, like, I know you're going through a hard patch. Why are you smiling? And it's like, one, I'm just happy for being here. And I know I'm going through some stuff. But at the same time, I'm, like, really chilled. And then, like, that's right there. It's you meditating because it's, like, you chilling. Yeah, I'm always, like, low-key envious of people that can meditate on the dime because I feel like it's like a superpower because people that meditate, I feel like they got an unfair advantage because I'm trying to learn the meditation game. I'm working on it. We talk about it a lot on the podcast because everyone has a different theory on it. But if you can really control your mind, I mean, that's everything. It's like things we wish we learn in school. We just did a podcast with Sean Moore, the CEO of Trueface, and he was talking about things he wish he learned in school, like things like taxes and things like being able to incorporate businesses and, and reading NDAs or just practical skills. Like if you learned and worked on your mind consistently throughout your whole life, you'd be so much more prepared to deal with the fact that we're floating on a giant rock in the middle of time and space and we have no idea what the hell is going on. It's like, no wonder there's anxiety and depression in the world. Like we got to work on our minds. We got to get better at figuring this whole thing out. If you can't figure yourself out and ground and feel okay and like get into your vibe, it's hard to have everything else kind of come full circle. That's true. I definitely agree with that. Like, and then that's where the mind becomes mind blowing. Do you yeah. believe like law of attraction? Like you can attract anything in your life. Like you see it in your brain. Like, can you see yourself winning that belt? Like, do you think about that every day? Funny moment about that. And I'm a hundred percent believer of law of attraction, karma, anything goes around, comes back around the whole nine. So funny moment, 2015, after walking out of the court, courtroom, first thing came out of my mouth. I gotta, I gotta find something I'm really great at. And what I honestly know what I'm really great at is fighting. I go back to the gym. I'm about to make it to the UFC. Two years. Give me two years. I'm gonna be in the UFC. Let's go. Became that person that trained, cutting weight, the whole nine. And not in 2017, in which it would have cut, it could have been 2017, just the factors in, uh, I had a, like a lot of opportunities, but the opportunities that were basically given to me basically was given to somebody else inside the gym, you know, 
it, hey, things happen. I understand it. The way I look at it is I'm not going to get mad about it. I'm just going to continue to do me, be exciting, be that person that brings a show to everybody that end up loving me. And to the moment that people in Cali that just come starting to love me people it's that vibes man you shoot out those good vibes yeah see and then that's it's, literally it's the dre show it's like ooh, damn like you, people, you just here. look at that look at that <laughs> smile <laughs> it's know. like when the ufc like you, you won that you did that dance you know like that like yeah maybe we can get Word a quick preview right now like, like, that, that quickness <laughs> like the, so. your energy you're just a freaking energy ball like oh say i appreciate it i mean keep thinking big dude like think big because jeez yeah. like like i i tell you it's like i literally like they popped me on on uh like one of the the ufc yes or not espn but it was like fox that was on it and then they're like yeah you know what does it mean to you i'm like right now you guys are not understanding how big it is because i ended up conquering a goal that i said i was going to do about two years ago you know two and a half or two two and a half years or some change like you know and i said i was gonna make it to the ufc i said i was going to be that guy i said that a person that didn't have nothing can do something i end up opening up a door for people to look up and say hey that guy right there he did something that means he made it i can do it right and i was like literally that beacon for people to understand you can do something if you put your mind into it, you know, cause I am like, I'm not gonna, lie. I'm not, I'm a true believer of that. Uh, if you want to make something great in your life, you know, you need to put that full hundred percent. Like, you know, you have the, the people like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm going to school, but I'm trying to fight at the same time. Nah, it doesn't work that way. You know? And I, I get it. Like you might have that one token person that's able to do it, but it's really slim. This is why they always say it's like the burn the burn burn the uh, ships, you know, go on the yeah. island and burn the ships. We're either coming back on our shield or with the shield. Yeah, and it's really like that, and it's like, and that's like I am. It's like, hey, if you want this, you got to go 100. percent Like, because you know, like I have a, like a lot of people that are around, and they, they really feel like, oh, you know, well, I'm doing this and I'm gonna try to do that. No, how about just do that and then come back to this, you know, conquer that to get to this, you know, like uh. Cause like I'm not gonna lie. After I'm done with the whole fighting, I wanted to end up like uh, becoming a, a movie director. I, I want to make movies, like you know. Um, and then someone told me like, "Oh, you know, you can go to school and uh, you know and fight." And I was like, "No," nah, because if I end up doing that, my grades might get down, you know, short to the moment that I'm not gonna understand some stuff. I might miss some things because I'm thinking about fighting this whole time, you know. Or I'll get into fight, but thinking about man, I got a project I gotta finish, like you know. School is pretty stressful. Oh, it is. And and that's it's like and for you to go to school, you know it's stressful. Like, you know, and I'm not I'm not type of, I I really if I know I got practice after, I'm not I'm not paying attention. I am not paying attention. And me knowing that I gotta do homework, oh, and I and I gotta go to practice, something not getting done. It's me not getting going to practice or me not doing homework. I'm like a like if you give me like too much stuff to handle, it's that's too much. Like, you know, and it's like even if I'm able to do it, it's going to progress really slow. You know? But how about just give one thing of a hundred percent and then as soon as you conquer that and finish it come back to this side and give it a hundred percent and you'll end up realizing that you know you ended up conquering the stuff and, and i right mean through this time. opportunity you're gonna find those people that are gonna help make that other dream a reality oh yeah it's gonna happen definitely 100 i mean who knows it's like it's we always say this it's 
Put those things out there. Let people know what you want to do now because you never know who's going to show up to the table. They're going to see you and it's like you're going to get that opportunity. And everyone that's listening is one opportunity away from changing everything. You know, like it's so important. We always got to remember it and believe it. That's true. Like, and then look, I want want people like understand this. Like, you know, you got like some people that go to school, right? And are in the NFL, NBA, you know, but some majority of them didn't actually go to school or really do the schoolwork like hey can you pass me um you know give me an a teach or hey can you do my homework <laughs> you got this like you know like people like when you know when people like watch it like on movies and stuff like oh this one uh matter of fact uh um jungle no 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 not jungle uh jungle book no no it's one with rock and kevin i forgot the dang movie already but oh jumanji jumanji all right so the new jumanji number one okay and we're not talking about the the very original. We're talking about with the Rock and Kevin Hart. All right, in there there was the kid that actually became he was, you know, he was the Rock, and right. the, the the kid that was Kevin. Um, he was the football player. His best friend, basically, or was his best friend, but he kind of had to branch away from him because he wasn't with the cool kids. But he only talked to him was when he needed him to do his homework. Like that actually happens. Like people don't get. That it's really out there in the world. Like, but it's also like, out, like even someone might look at someone doing that and be like, yo, they're cheating the system or whatever. Oh, yeah. But it's allocation of resources. Like, oh yeah, there's definitely. partnerships and everything <laughs> yeah. in life. Oh, definitely. And you know, and, and just like how you said it is, and it comes down to like, like say for instance, I wasn't good at geometry. If I would have had that one person, oh, that would have been heaven for me. But you got the homie with, who's good at geometry and he can help you, go. you out. And he ends up helping, hey, I'll end up working with you. You know, I'll do this, but, you got to learn it. Like, you know, like little, little small stuff like that, yeah. you know? And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you got some people out there doing that and it kind of just proves, proves their moment. Like, and you know, they probably could actually get it. They actually could get it. Like, like me, if I would have had the right teacher, I probably would have got the whole geometry thing. Right. If you would have explained it in like You can a see that term. the geometry thing is deep rooted in you. Oh, definitely, definitely. It all comes back to the geometry thing. You see? It's like, uh, yeah, man, you see? He caught me with that third <laughs> hand because of geometry. Because of God goddamn damn geometry. <laughs> yeah, oh, he hit me with the triangle. Like, <laughs> oh, man. E equals hey, MC squared. You feel me? And I promise you, it's like kind of like off of that. And it's like if someone would explain that to me in a fighting mentality i would ace geometry like a mug i promise you literally it's about who can teach it and who cannot teach it yeah anybody like can be taught anything growing like the vines like whenever you think about something you need something to stem off there of. there you go there you go and like when i end up teaching people like how to fight and everything i literally break it down to a t where they can't understand it like the reasons why what's my per- uh, professor uh, always ends up saying professor uh, majit's coach you know you understand the why and then that basically answers your question. <laughs> oh, you're like Yoda did this. All right, I got you, you know. But how that's how I break it down. It's like small details. You learn the basics and then you'll end up understanding anything and everything you do comes back to your basics. Right. You know, like me with my hands down or similarly coming down or if my hands are not at my face. People think, oh, he doesn't know the basics. But in reality, before I end up like unloading, my hand comes back to my face to load comes back to my face when I get done back to where where it starts. What's that called when you have your hands what's that like style? Uh I'm gonna call it let's see for me. Like I didn't that, know if there was like a legit name. The legit name or for Orthodox people would be like unorthodox. Gotcha. Like uh Roy Jones was the basically one of the unorthodoxes where they don't do 
the correct thing. Like orthodox is supposed to be like, hey, you know, you do your hands to your chin, simple basics. That's normal orthodox. And then you have unorthodox words. I kind of break the rule where my hands are not to my face. Right. So you could say unsouthpaw, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I end up mixing up where the hands are there, but not there. But regardless of the situation, everything comes back to the basics. That makes sense. What do you think the toughest discipline is to fight? Uh, for my style? Yeah, your style. Let's do that. Okay. My toughest discipline, it, someone coming up against me would be, I want to go ahead and say, uh, it'll be wrestling, you know, but I don't know why I'm saying wrestling. Cause it's one of those, you already know what they want to do and they already know what I want to do. And it's one of those, it's either I'm um, taking down with a shot or you're going to automatically crack the mess out of me you know like so i'm gonna hit you or you're gonna end up taking me down it's one of the two so that would probably be like the polar opposite of what i'm doing and what they do like jits it's one of those you could survive by just holding you know is there a big difference in the takedown of a wrestler and uh someone who's practicing jujitsu oh definitely because uh the wrestlers they're 100 committed you know where where jits it's like that 50 50 of I know I want to get to the ground, but there's that chance you might actually hit me. And if you hit me, I might go night night, you know, because it's like a sloppy shot, you know, like like I'm not saying like all jits wrestlers are like this, but you catch a lot of them where they'll just shoot just because in their eyes. It's like like, say, for instance, the the one that got knocked out with the super knee the other day, Ben Astrid. Yeah, like he already knew you just want, you, you know, you're that basic i'll just grab you and then as soon as i grab you we might fall to the ground type thing you know or if i grab a leg you can pound my face in but it's okay because i'll take you down type wrestling you're, like, you you're going down somehow yeah. Yeah, i might know. die in the process but and he was okay with that like and that's the i'm a committed wrestler you know and then you got the other ones where they're like straight jits like they got no hands you know no wrestling and then so they just, all right, I'm going to try to grab you, like, you know. <laughs> and then by you trying to grab him, you see the hands come out, like mommy style. And then it's like, what a striker. That's like striking heaven. But again. Striking heaven. Oh, man. Hands flying, you know. You see about, you'll probably see like a hundred piece combination, you know, like off, off the, the video game, Marvel versus DC. Like, you know, when they end up hitting up to a hundred. That's <laughs> what I was thinking when I was watching you fight. I was like, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. They're still going. The combos are still flying. I was like, damn. I feel like you have like, like really sh badass legs. I don't know if you use them enough. I don't, I don't. And to be honest, uh, it was funny too. Cause, uh, we didn't bring the kicking pads. So I didn't warm up my kicks. So I wasn't thinking about kicks. I was only thinking about my hands, you know? And then they're like, yeah, man. If you would have kicked him, you probably would have knocked him out. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if I would have kicked him, I would have knocked him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I was like, but uh, things happened. And it was funny, too, because uh, I ended up doing this deep kick to the face. Right. And it was really like as soon as I rocked him and I like it was a complete miss. And it and it was, the funny thing is, it's like he didn't dodge it. He I just missed that. Is that where you stumbled a little bit? Oh, uh, no, no, no. Not that one. Not that one. That one came about later on after but i ended up messing up my uh my kick or i messed up my my ankle off the first kick where i ended up catching my the body and slash elbow and then so i didn't it didn't like kick into me that i messed it up but i was like oh i felt it and then i tried to do a t kick to the face this is where it would have you know it would have finished the fight 
but I misjudged it by him like partially stepping to the left. And it wasn't one of those dodges. It was like one of those, I'm woozy. And, it, and I just completely missed. And so since I ended up missing, I was like, it kicked in like this is where IQ kicked in hard. Like, oh, if he wasn't hurt, he would have took me down. As soon as that happened, I ain't using my legs. I was like, I'm just I'm gonna punch him to death. I go, I'm just gonna punch him to death. And then next you know it, this is where I end up stumbling off my ankle because I end up rolling it. So everything is just becoming like worse with the legs. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna stay away from just kicking right now. But even though I ended up kicking like probably like two, three more times, you know, but it was one of those like I think I was like the drilling pumping in like, hey, let me go ahead and kick. But I'm actually good at kicks. Like people don't end up understanding. Like I actually can kick like Taekwondo type kicks. You know, we want to go kick for kick. I can do that. Uh, yeah, I want to see. I feel like those kicks are the secret weapon going on uh, right now. And that's and because at first the ground game was your weakness. You've gotten that. Your hands are obviously your strength. But those kicks, man. Yeah. And then, you know, people already expect me not to kick, but it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I can actually kick. And that's like probably like the best window for me. But I like to make it exciting. So it's like, you want to throw, let's throw. All right. So, Dre, this is a question I ask everyone. Whoever anybody is pursuing, whatever hobby, you know, looking back at your life is a very big learning lesson for a lot of people. You've gone through a lot of intense situations. That time when you're 25, you, you've lived 100 years in one year, probably. I mean, that was just crazy for your whole life, like for your mindset. I mean, you're a, you're a 60-year-old man in a 31-year-old oh, body. Stressing. <laughs> I mean, damn, you've been through a lot. But it's like, what would you have said to yourself if you could have went back, say, let's, let's call it, you know, for you particularly, let's call it like sophomore year of high school. If you could have said to yourself one, two, or three things, and you're like, yo, Dre, we got like three or five minutes. This is you from the past. No, like you didn't do too many drugs. This is for real. Let's go. <laughs> If you could have said one, two, or three things that could have saved you a ton of time, money, and maybe just headache and personal grief or whatever, like what lessons would you tell yourself that younger you? Let me see. Younger me, that I would have told myself that it's okay for, to ask for help. You know, because uh, I was like really, really, like people don't get it. Like I was really stubborn, like, you know, and I can go ahead and just claim it like, you know, it's just the way I was raised, you know, you're not supposed to ask, but there's this moments like sometimes you just, you need help, you know, you need someone to talk to. And if you don't have that person to talk to, you know, you end up pushing people away. Cause like, that's like one of my problems I have like right now with, uh, you know, like my relationships, like, you know, like, well, with my lady, like I do make it kind of tough. Like I, I understand it. Like I am a person that went through a lot of hell, you know? And when it's time for me to express it in my eyes, it's smile it off. You're okay, you know? And and actually kind of like getting to my like tear up right now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but, it's like you get like PTSD from that experience. Yeah. Because it's real. You're real. Yeah. And it's, you know? And and it was like one of those situations, like, like I promise you, when I ended up asking for help, you know, like the whole court, no one. No one was there. No one wanted to help. And it was just, and and it's like, mom like she doesn't have like a lot like you know it's like it's us and then you know my pops you know he's there but you know it's like i said it's like it's us type thing like we don't have that money where oh you need a lawyer let me go to my bank and go ahead and grab it no he doesn't have that like no one in our family or that family doesn't have it like we are the generation that's changing it like you know like i said i have my cousin that's in the nba he is the generation that's saving his that that family like you know and then you got my side where I'm the generation that's saving my family. 
you know you put the weight of all of them on your shoulders too you know and it's like where you end up growing up and you understand it like uh but and when i say help i'm saying as in talking like going for guidance and stuff like that not help as in hey let me bite my tongue and not not say anything because i feel like if i would have been that guy i won't be the guy i am today you know oh let me bite my tongue and not say nothing to this coach nah oh let me not say nothing you know for him treating me wrong because i literally went to a school that i was one of the best players like on the football best player fastest player you give me the ball i'm making magic yeah you know so definitely number one ask for help there, there it, is. it is go ahead and ask for help because it's okay you need to talk because like i stated um i'm tough on myself and and i'm thinking a smile can just push it away but in reality like i stated where it came into that whole court situation of my last or the fight before my last one in december um that right there that's the one that opened up my eyes like man i'm human and me trying to smile everything off and pretend that ain't nothing wrong it'll catch up to you and it's now it's like it's one of those things like something's building up and now it's one of those moments of someone's going to get that full build up is it either you or you're going to lash out on somebody but it's a ticking time bomb waiting to happen and then when it happens it's like again it's you or you lashing out on somebody and it's like and this is where you know me like meditating kicks in like hard like you know and the meditating is me smiling it off on things that i know that's hurting me and i try to push it away but then i lash like you know and it's either me breaking down crying or me just being frustrated and boom you know but but then you know but we're human you know and you're gonna have these moments and long as you know how to accept it you can move on it's interesting how we always think that our issues are so like personal to us like we think it's only us going through these things like in our mind it's only us right yeah so it's like there's so many people that can relate to what you're saying it's like Right here. And Hi. people don't and people don't <laughs> people don't speak up enough. And, and like just problem. by speaking up and being vulnerable, I mean 25-year-old you wouldn't have said that, but there you know, you've matured a lot and for you to say that that's going to change a lot of people. Definitely. And and what what more can you ask for in life than to help people, right? Oh, it's definitely. So that's number 1. Is there anything else? If you had two more, anything else you would have said to the young Dre? Mm, be, continue to be excited. <laughs> you know, cuz people love excitement you know showtime entertainment you know that's like that's how it is everybody loves you mean something. just be more like eccentric like put yourself out there more out more yeah like not care what people say just be you definitely gotcha definitely so because that's always like a advice i always give to people because you know they'd be like because you know how many people was like how how can i be a, a ufc fighter i want to be a ufc fighter you know and it's like well one just make sure you're yourself and that's like literally I'll tell myself. And you're yourself. doing it for you, not for anyone else. There you go. Because as long as you end up having that mindset and then have that mindset of being the best at whatever you end up doing, you're good. Like if I knew I was going to be a football player, which I thought, you know, I was going to be. Uh, what position? Uh, at the time, I was a wide receiver. And in a funny moment was where if I were, I was going to join like the whole, when I went to RCC, I was supposed to sit there for like a year and then go to UCLA. To, to get the or collect my whole scholarship and everything i was going to actually walk on to the football and i was just going to do basically kick return you know are, there any, like are there any players you idolize in the nfl uh at first it was or right now i can go ahead and say odell beckham and um des bryant um before them it was literally my uh 
my cousins, um, Hakeem Akabar and Mikhail Akabar. It's like it's crazy. Those are cousins. Yeah, it's like they're like they're the stars. Like and it's literally, I probably was just talking to my cousin about it. Like that day, I was like, man, I, like you didn't even understand like how I looked up to you, like because you know there he's a uh, he's forty one, so he's ten years older than me. You know, and I was like, yeah, he's a when you're at Washington High School or what? Not Washington High School, uh, Washington, uh, the Huskies you know, for college and everything. And I was like, yeah, when you're over there and every time you came out here to play, I was like that front row, excited. Yeah. And it's like, literally, that kind of put me in tears of me looking up to him. And then it's funny where he was like, you know how you were looking at us? It was like, this is how we're looking, uh, this is how I'm looking at you when you're fighting, you know? So it's kind of like how the roles, the, you know, the roles kind of reverse. That's crazy. Because you, know? you forget it. You don't see, you only see it from your lens. Yeah. You're not seeing it from someone else's. So there's number two. Yeah. If you had to say number three, anything else you would have told the little Dre? Uh, who would Young question. Dre call out in the UFC? Oh, I'm going for legends, man. I, I want legends right now, like literally all legends. And if it ain't myself, or if I'm not able to find myself, it would be all legends. Cause uh, like uh, like Dominic Cruz right now, you're right favor, you know. But I already know right now they'll kind of like push that away. Like ah, oh, you're just talking. But I already fought a legend, so why don't you just give me another one? You know, right. Uh, I love your UFC comments. I'm always yeah. geeking out over them. <laughs> yeah, why why am I not up there? You feel <laughs> Oh, I got so many hashbacks on those comments. And it's like funny too, because like I literally You respond. Yeah, I'm like, like respond. It's all up, man. I'm yeah, just yeah, kidding. Yeah. And then they don't oh, oh oh my bad, bro. Is that the best way to deal with haters? Oh, definitely. Cause you know, cause like if you end up like responding to them, it's they'll change like how you say they'll change. Oh man, my bad, but yeah, you know, I'm actually a fan. Like, you know, it's like, well, that's cool. You know, it's like, I appreciate that. Or like some of them, uh, like, uh, yeah, you need to stop uh, or you need to get off uh, or worrying about other people's comments and go back to practice. And I was like, well, I just finished practice. So you basically got me all day, you know? <laughs> like, and I was like, literally one of like, probably like my favorite comebacks. Oh, one of them was, uh, you know, like, no one knows I you. I love that. You know, I was like, I was like, well, my mom knows me. <laughs> you know, my girlfriend knows me. Uh, my, you know, my, my brothers and my sisters. Like, some people know me. Like, my, my Mira knows me. You stares know, back every yeah, time. Yeah, talks to me, having a conversation, you know? So it's like, I'm like, Lily. But yeah, I feel like that's like the best like moments where you end up responding. And especially when people end up like talking down. And it's like, like I promise you, I had like a few of them. Like, we don't even know who you are. And I was like, all right, well, you know me now, you know? So this is like the, the, the caboose, the end, like the, the grand finale of, of questions on the podcast that are just super vital to just helping people. And it comes down to this situation where there's people right now that are currently potentially, say, working a nine to five or doing something every single day that either one, they're making a ton of money in, but it doesn't bring them satisfaction. Maybe they're making phenomenal money. Maybe they're you know, going to Equinox. They got all the hookups. They're dining out three times a week. They got Postmates all day. Like they don't worry about nothing, but they're just not satisfied. They feel like they're not living to their potential. They just feel like part of them's dying, right? They're not following their dreams. They don't feel like, you know, that, that life or someone else struggling, you know, working all day, not making ends meet, not happy emotionally, physically, spiritually, just out of sync. And there's something that they want to do, whether it be starting their own job, start, starting their own business, becoming an entrepreneur, be getting into the UFC or beginning to train or even be just starting Brazilian jiu-jitsu or something. 
and they're right on the cusp of making that big decision, but something's holding them back. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's what people are going to think about them, but something's holding them back. What would you say to those people that are out there right now that are right on the cusp of, you know, actually just diving head in, following their dream and not looking back? Well, what I would say is probably a quote from a song. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. We're trying not to lose our heads. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> if you wonder how I keep them going under, you know? <laughs> that's so, that's right a there. Great, that's the best song to clean hey, to. Really you ever is. put that song and oh, start definitely. sweeping? Oh, definitely. Oh, my God. You can <laughs> sweep for days. <laughs> hey, so off of that, like, quote, jump over. Just got to go. Jump. Uh, like, I, like, I promise you, like, I literally gave up. I quit the nine to five, you know? I was there. I had the nine to five. I quit um, and went a hundred percent in. Like there are windows. You just got to find them, you know? And when I mean like find them, as you were saying earlier about, you know, the whole school, you know, you always had that extra side person that might be able to help. All you got to do is when I say about the help, speak, talk to somebody. Like, uh, you know, you're on that, uh, I want to go ahead and start fighting, but I got to work. How about you start edging your way over there? Little small steps by one, going into the gym, talking to them, saying, hey, I want to do this, but I got to do this. They'll able to rearrange some stuff. Like, I literally have a, a student that, um, that I, you know, I work with. He ends up working, or he was working two jobs. Or not crushing, he is working two jobs but somehow makes it time and effort to get to me. And they even got to the moment where he ends up training while trying to, you know, raise his kid and everything. It, it comes down to that moment, like you speaking, like opening up, you'll kind of get a different feedback. Like I'm that guy, like I went through that. I understand that. I have that, I'm the, like I said, I'm the second chance guy. Like I'm literally trying to make a, a, a like a charity or like a little program for people that, that just need like like a chance like you know like i have a like i promise you i have like a lot of students where i kind of like took them under where it's hey you just come in well you're in a position now where you're going to be able I to make those that. all those dreams happen yeah i could definitely do that and in every fight it's just going to get bigger and better for me where i can end up expanding it and making it um you know for everybody it's like a little fundraiser type thing where people can come in and be like hey andre like lily uh, there's somebody that's that lives in arizona getting ready to move out here he wants to train. He's telling me, hey, I'll sweep and do all this other stuff. In reality, the only thing I do is ask. Oh, dang. You know, you ask, and I'm like, and he literally asked, and I'm like, yeah, come on through. I'll open up the gym. Ask and you shall receive. Exactly. And that's the part of what I'm saying, like, help. Like, you know, like a closed mouth doesn't get fed. And I am a true believer of that because when Oof, you don't talk, yeah, you don't end up speaking up, <laughs> where are you going? You know, and right there, the small steps to the progress of what you want to do. Like, you know, you want to quit this job. You know you're not happy. So let's start making progress or steps to the direction that you can be happy. Even if it's like a side hobby. You know, you're still doing your nine to five that you don't like. But guess what? You're getting more excited because after I'm done with my nine to five, I'm about to do something I honestly love. So now you wake up in the morning knowing that you're getting ready to do something that you love, but you just got to work it, work your way through. Like this. No one likes practice. I don't like practice. You know? But at the same time, practice makes me better, you know, like when they end up sitting there saying like, hey, you practice, basically like practice what you preach type thing, you know, you end up practicing, 
you end up becoming like spectacular. Right. You know, because everybody knows the hard, the easy work is at the fights. The hard work is you practicing, you know, because you don't know, you know, because like one of those situations, you don't know what your coach is going to throw at you. And you might wake up like, oh, man, I don't really want to sit there and work leg locks today. Right. I got bad ankles. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I got no legs. Like, I got no calves. Like, you know, <laughs> like I'm like working on my calves and they know it. And it's like, so when it comes down to like leg locks, it's like, damn. I don't want to work these because I don't got no calves. But, you know, little small things, man, like I stated. So easy, small progress where you can end up edging your way over. Closed you know? mouth doesn't get fed. Oh, that's just been fed. ricocheting in my ears. I love that. That's powerful <laughs> stuff, man. Andre, oh, you got a big future ahead of you, man. Appreciate You're going to help a lot of people on the path. And for that, that's freaking amazing. You're a good person. I can say that with my own internal radar. Thank you. Um, Thank we you. really appreciate over at the Len Jones Party of Two show. You know what I'm saying? We all Thanks appreciate you. On, Andre. How can the people that. follow you? How can people see the the Dre's journey? Uh, definitely on Instagram, Day42, spelled D-A-I-I-4-2. You know, uh, I will give you my my Twitter, and though I got like verified like two days ago. Ooh. You know, got the blue check. I keep forgetting my uh, Twitter name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like Dre24 underscore day. Um, don't quote me, but if it is, there you go. <laughs> you know, but uh, but definitely end up find, um, finding me there. Follow me there. Show love, you know. Uh, and if you're right, I'll write back, basically. All right. You know? Tune into his next fight. Do you know when that's going to be yet? I'm aiming for China. I want that card. I want that card bad. And that's like literally four weeks away about four or five weeks ago. Yeah. Come working on my Mandarin. Let's go. He's got the Mandarin game. All right, man. Hey, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Till next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time. Peace.